Welcome to Around the Table. God tells us His Word will not return unto Him void, but will accomplish that which He pleases. Today, get inspired to share God's Word with others so that it can do its wonderful work in their lives. Have you ever wondered what happened to the Bibles that you've given out years ago or that you've had uh, been given to you? Well, I can tell you that uh, I've had a Bible in my top desk drawer. I pulled it out this morning. It says March 13, 1978. Somebody gave it to me. The front cover's ripped off, but I've carried it with me. And uh, for 45 years, I've had that Bible. And, and today, uh, we're excited to talk through how Bible distribution works and and what we can do with it as a body of Christ. So I'm Harvey Cave. I serve as the elder in, in Gridley, Illinois. I've got a couple other brothers on here with us. I will let them introduce themselves. I'm Brother Max Burnham from the Lamont Congregation, Lamont, Kansas. Glad to be here. Glad to discuss those things that have an eternal value. Yeah, and my name is Will Manns. I've lived in Northwest Ohio all my life. I was baptized when I was 19, and I've always attended the Junction Apostolic Christian Church. I'm 40 years old now. I've got a wife, Joanna Cave, from Cisna Park, so I kind of consider that my second home. We have six children, ranging in age from 15 to a newborn baby, just not even two weeks old. And I've been involved with Bible distribution locally for most of my converted life, and I uh, learned from my grandpa, Eli Manns. I kind of studied under him in a way, and I have memories of, of going with him, going into new communities and saying a prayer first, and then approaching businesses and, and asking if we could set up Bibles there. I identify as an evangelist, and so I, I love to pass out Bibles because I love the Word of God. And today we're going to talk about how everyone can be involved in this and each one of us have a, a unique calling, and it's not going to look the same for everybody. And so today, if you hear some stories about some amazing things, how people pass out Bibles, you don't have to be discouraged that that's not you. Because if you're, if you're a bold and courageous person, then, then ask God for help to boldly and courageously pass out the Word of God. But if you're quiet and reserved, then you can quietly and reservedly do the same thing. And so today we're going to talk about how all of us can be involved in this. Um, it's not just a special calling for a few, and we're going to explain some ways that, that this can be done. I might touch up just a little bit on my background there, uh, Brother Will, that uh, in 1961, September 28th, the Gideons came through a random school in Eureka, Kansas, where I live, and they handed out Bibles up and down the aisle. Everybody took one, so I took one. But I came from a home of uh, alcoholic parents, a very abusive home life. It was so abusive, we couldn't pay the rent. So we moved about every uh, year or so. We moved We moved 13 times through those years. Somehow I kept the Bible, just like uh, you, Brother Harvey. That's an adhesive God gives that his word will not return to him void, but it'll accomplish what he set it out for. So Anyway, uh, I still have the Bible. Uh, I can't read it anymore. It's falling apart, but uh, the memory's there. You know, it's a, it's, it's an anchor. So uh, it happened to me. Uh, no idea the man who gave me the Bible ever knew where it would go or what it would do. It was just kind of a blank page. But God writes our life. You know, we have uh, a plan, but he has the plan. And uh, so that's kind of where I come from. So, so I really started... Uh, distributing Bibles uh, 
I was uh, baptized 1970, April 9th, 1972 in Lamont Church. And uh, kind of had a hankering for it or a revelation, let's call it, for it. And uh, started passing out Bibles uh, back there in the early 80s. And started working the, uh, the high school graduations, junior high graduations, kindergarten graduations. That's That was 1985. That was just, that's just the start of it. Go ahead, brothers. Yeah, that's exciting, and I, I, I appreciate what you brothers said there. I when I was in uh, Zambia a while back uh, for with Life Song for Orphans, and I, I had a Bible, my personal Bible, and there was a young man there that I felt like he was interested in the Word, so I, I wrote my my name, my phone number, and my email address in the cover of the Bible, and I gave it gave it to him. And I didn't know him, and I, I knew I would never see him again, but I, I had hoped that that Bible would end up somewhere and somebody would reach out to me. I've never heard from anyone of where that personal Bible went, but I don't need to worry about that because God takes the word, and he, like like you said, Brother Max, it does not come back void. And so somebody's got that Bible somewhere, and I pray that it touches them. So, brothers, why, why, do, you think, why do you think we need to do uh, Bible distribution and and what are some benefits from doing this? I'd love to hear your hearts on this. Well, first, it's a commandment of God to spread His Word, and then and then it it swells up within our heart and mind through compassion. You know, if you experience a lot of hurt in life, compassion is just hurt turned inside out. You know what I mean? And then, compa- uh, courage is just compassion turned inside out. And so it's a, it's a stepping stone that God wants us to give what we got. Uh, I do some Bible memory, scripture memory by and by, and the Lord speaks to me, you know, why should I help you learn more if you're not exporting the product? So I'm in the export business. and It's a good business. We've got the best product. We've got the only product that lasts forever. So it's exciting life, serving God from the kingdom within us, you know, Basically, it's kind of flow through. That word and spirit flows in and it flows out to others. It's really the commandment of God, but more it's an opportunity. The Ten Commandments were made out of stone. They was heavy to start with. But here it's done in great joy and, and, and great love for our fellow man. That's at least how I have God has revealed it unto me. I was actually doing a little bit of research and found out I was surprised at some statistics to find out how many U.S. households have a Bible. And I found two different uh, research. There was Lifeway Research and also the Barna Group had a study that showed that 88% of U.S. households had a Bible. And for U.S. households that have a Bible, they have three or four of them. And so I was kind of shocked by that. When I went to school, that was a B plus. That's not doing too bad. But that actually matches my experience as, as we passed out Bibles at a local festival and we would say, hey, do you want a Bible? And they'd say, I've got a shelf full of Bibles. And so we have to realize that, yes, we're into Bible distribution. But if we would actually give everybody in the world a Bible, we would not call ourselves uh, successful as if we've done everything that we need to do. That would be a good start and there's nothing wrong with it. And we need to start there. But we have to realize that it's more than just getting a Bible. It's also reading the Bible. We're trying to effectuate the content. 
is what it really amounts to. I tell people, and they tell me the same thing. I says, well, here, I'll give you one. You can read this one. You can put it in your purse or you can put it in your truck and you always got it with you. I said, people who are well-armed are well-ready. And uh, so to effectuate the content is, uh, is really exciting. And I love those challenges. You know, I love those challenges. And we don't quit there just because they got five Bibles and a shelf full of them. Because what we're trying to do is export the content. That's real good. That's a really good point there. Yeah. And the, the same research says that less than half of people actually have read much in the Bible at all. Okay. So we got a ways to go there. But again, you know, I, I'm a big picture guy. Anybody that knows me knows I, I think and I think about what's the most important thing. What, what are we missing? What's, and I look back and I try to dial in. And, and I'll tell you, when I first became a believer in the Apostolic Christian Church, I was fascinated with the history of our church. And Samuel Fralick, I've got all his books and I, I read about it. And I'm just, I'm fascinated. The evangelical, the evangelical Baptist church. I just love it. In fact, I identify more with that version of our church than the one that I see today because I, I want to share and I want people to understand. And so as I think about what is, what are we missing? What's the most important? I see, even if we had a hundred percent of the people reading the Bible so that they had it memorized and knew the whole thing, I still wouldn't be happy because you can know the Bible and not let it change you. Okay. And so even if, even to be a part of a church, we can say, Hey, why don't we have more members in our church? And, and, and what if we had everybody in the world as a member of a church? We have to realize let's keep going until it's the most important thing is that is to be like Jesus. That's what we want. Anything less than Jesus is not enough. And so that's what I'm hoping for. And that's, that's what I'm trying to encourage is to say, Hey, let's read the Bible and say, if Jesus did it, we want to do it. And, and that's the way we want to measure how we're doing, not whether someone has a Bible or not, not whether they're reading it, but have they been dead to self and alive in Jesus? That's what I'm all about. Thanks, brothers. That's exciting. I love your heart around this, uh, the excitement that you bring to this conversation around what we can do with. Can you, brothers, explain a little bit what you're currently doing in some of your uh, some of your areas, uh, not in your church. I'm not talking about in your church because getting the word out to the the world and those that maybe deep in their heart have a desire to know a little more about Jesus, but they, they don't even know where to begin. How do you how do you go about this? Well, one one way, uh, Brother Harvey, is where I started was uh, first it's spontaneous, uh, but I started uh, at the high school graduations. I wrapped them up. And every high school senior that has ever been through Madison or every junior high has have has a Bible since 1985, every senior. So you can start there. That's very low key, you know, kind of getting the line up. And uh, occasionally God will recruit people to help you. Uh, we used to go to a restaurant. I'd take my employees to a restaurant. If you... Uh, you know, if you were one minute late and you worked for our company, you had to buy lunch for everybody. Occasionally, we had a few people get in a mousetrap, so to speak. So we went to this restaurant many times. I knew the waitress as well, and there's a little girl there. And we walked in one, and I just set two Bibles on the uh, table. And I'm looking around and uh, just kind of scoping it out, you know. Got some, who do we have here? And she walks up, and she says, uh, hey, Max, who's the two Bibles for? I said, honey, I don't know. I'm just kind of scoping the place out, see what we got. She says, I've got two new cooks in the back. I said, 
take it away. That's just one way that God recruits people. And so uh, it is always be ready, ready to go, ready to stay, ready to do thy will. Be ready, be steady. And right here is conceal carry, I call it. And I have several Bibles all the time. And I appreciate it, Brother Harvey. You gave away your personal Bible. Just remember, it's his word. And we take it personal because we have ownership. But we have lonership. We give it out because it's his word. That That's what makes it exciting. It happened to me, Brother Harvey. I was a rock hard, deep wood, stone faced sinner and jolly well proud of it. And you know what? But when that word cuts you down, uh, I read that word a whole year before I ever went to church. And I could just feel it getting its grip on my heart. So I see it through what has happened to me. Will. He sees it through what happened to him and Brother Eli. So uh, that's just a few ways. I've got a list about 15 ways that it has happened. You know, I can read a few. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, share share what, you're, what you've been doing, Max. Okay. You have uh, daycare centers, uh, 101 Bible stories, people who come to church. We have Hispanics occasionally. We give them a Spanish Bible. Truck stops, rest areas, college campuses. Uh, restaurants, gas stations, hotels, motels, fishing lodge, hunting lodge, high school, junior high, kindergarten, graduation. And on that kindergarten graduation, I always put a big mint right in front of that uh, Bible story book, and it's wrapped up. Zero turndowns on that one. Uh, While you're out walking, you're out running, county fairs, state fairs, prisons, jails, when, when people need directions, they're pretty vulnerable. So you can give them all kinds of directions, you know. Turn left here, turn left there. But here, here's the word of God, an eternal compass for your soul. Look deep into their eyes. Waitresses, Bible apps. Uh, you know, there's a Bible app. You can get a Bible app that gives the Bible in, uh, I think, every known language on earth that's interpreted. Trade shows, uh, road work, uh, Road work, you pull up to a yeah, stop sign and you're waiting for the pilot car and there's a man there with the signs. I call him over to vehicle and ask him how he's doing, tell him how much we appreciate him and give him a Bible. He's fair game. Hospital waiting rooms, foreign students, mothers with children. Uh, one thing on the college campus when I go, just a little side note here, I always stay on the public fora. I don't go into the buildings. You know, we don't have to talk about First Amendment rights, but... Uh, we, we have, I mean, we're wide open for anybody, anywhere, anytime that has a desire. So those are just a few ways right there. That, that's wonderful, Max. Thank you for your years of service and the excitement around this. Well, I know you've got some ideas, too, on what, what all you do and kind of curious. Uh, so we have a lot of different levels of brothers in our church, and some are got time and can do that like Max has been doing for years. And then there's others that maybe aren't quite as extroverted and willing to do that. So share a little bit on, on how you handle it and, and what are some ways that you, you do to help get the Bibles distributed? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have to tell you just a quick story because it's, it's what helped guide my understanding of how God wants to work. Um, like I said, I've, I've always had a desire to pass out Bibles. In fact, for years and years, I had a desire to pass out Bibles and I, I didn't know how to do it or who to give them to. And so um, God put it on my heart to, I, I repented after I was out of high school. And so about 15 years out of high school, I, I sent a Bible to each of the, 
the people that I graduated with, there was 150 students. And I sent a letter, just a generic letter, just saying, hey, I feel like I found what everyone's looking for. Here's a copy for yourself. And I, I found their address and sent it all out to them and, you know, got received re- responses back from probably about 15 of them. And all were thankful and, and appreciative and heard some really neat stories of how God had worked in their life. And there was no negative feedback. And I was pretty excited about that. And about five years later, I, I sent out a follow-up and, you know, reached out again. But each time when I sent out the Bible and the follow-up, there was about 10 or 15 Bibles and, and letters that came back. I couldn't find their address. And I'm not big on social media and Facebook and stuff. So I didn't know where everybody was. And so I, for a couple of years, I carried around those extra Bibles. And there were about three cases where I think I found, I ran into one of the classmates and was able to give it to him because I kept the Bible with me in my car. So I remember, I remember it was, it was the day after Memorial Day of 2022. And I was cleaning out our detached garage and, and my wife said, Hey, how long are you going to leave those Bibles sitting around? She's kind of a neat freak. And, and so I said, well, I'll, I'll take them to work with me. And, and as I was loading them up, I was just kind of learning about, you know, surrendering rights and, and realizing that, that God is in control. And so I just prayed. I said, God, why can't I find these people? I'm trying like everything to find these people. I'm sure you want them to have your word. What am I doing wrong? And, and then I remembered and I said, you know, Lord, I'm not going to look for them anymore. I say, if you want them to find a Bible, get a Bible, you bring them to me. And I said, I, I give it up. And so I went back to work and I took the, had the Bibles in my car and I had to run to town. My sister needed something. I dropped it off at her house and stopped to get gas. This is a true story. And two hours after I said that prayer, I was pumping gas. And I noticed one of my old classmates that I couldn't find walked into the gas station. And I, I praised the Lord and I finished pumping gas and I went in to give her a Bible and another one walked out the door at the same time and said my name. God brought two of my classmates that I couldn't find in seven years when, when I finally surrendered to him. And, and so I said, Lord, you don't have to bring me anybody else. I understand now. I'm going to have a Bible with me everywhere I go. You bring people to me that need a Bible. And I'm telling you, in the last year and a half, there's been hundreds and hundreds, thousands of Bibles have come through this, this servant of the Lord right here. And so I'm telling you, this stuff works. You just got to give the Lord a chance. Anybody or everybody uh, is a missionary or a mission field. It's whichever side of the fence you're on. It's just an opportunity. Really, each of us can uniquely reach someone that no one else can. And so I really want to push that too, is to say, you know what? There, there might be a Max Burnham out there that only you can reach. But if you don't give them a Bible, who's going to? Thanks for listening. Around the Table is available on AC Central and now also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Casts. It is a production of Onward Media, a communications ministry of the Apostolic Christian Church.